0: Welcome to Cinema Convos, this is the show where we bring guests with different tastes in film and I'm your host Yash and I'm here with my producer Zach Hello. and our special guest Max. And today we're discussing the film Boys in the Hood from 1991 which was directed by John Singleton. It was starring Ice Cube and Cuba Gooding Jr. Before we get started today I just want to let everyone know that we will get into spoilers most likely and this is a spoiler warning if you haven't seen the film and we recommend watching this movie before listening to this podcast so it's not spoiled for you and with that we're just gonna get into it with our initial questions for max and our first question is what is your first memory or your best memory with this movie yeah
1: so my first memory i guess i don't really have a time frame on this when i actually saw it but i was fairly young so i didn't get like the whole like meaning of the movie um -hmm, but as i got older i definitely now uh realize a lot more about the movie and why it's important and like the impact of it.
2: Cool what about you, Zach. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh well it's just kind of a follow up. When you saw it, like when you were that age, uh what was your first impression of it? Like you weren't like old enough to really understand it as much, but like with that what was your first impression of it?
1: Yeah, so I guess um my first impression was I thought it was a really cool like Hood movie, if you will. I, you know, I guess I really like all the characters in the movie. I don't know. It was just, I never saw really like the kind of like typical hood movie, and that was the first movie I saw, so it was really okay.
2: like an eye, an eye opener, I guess. Great. It's uh, kind of a kind of a follow up to that follow up. So you saw it. That was your first impression of it when you were young. Obviously, you watched it again recently as an adult how does your view of the movie now contrast from your view back then
1: yeah so now I guess like I just I, I guess I have a better understanding of like the time back then or still now of like life in the hood and like uh what people have to go through um I don't know. I, th- I think you know we don't aren't really exposed to that a lot and it's not really like talked about but like that movie really depicts it really well mm-hmm Zach, what, was, what would you say was your first or most
2: memorable experience with this movie? Okay, so I didn't see this movie until pretty recently, well, sophomore, junior in college. We could only find it on like a streaming service and it was like a TV streaming service and it was like censored for TVs. Yeah. I, I think we watched like the first 20 minutes and that's, that's okay. So, um, the actual first time I watched it was actually on an airplane. I was flying back home from Italy. And you know, obviously, on those long flights, you have a lot of time to watch movies. Um, one of the movies I did watch, but I saw it. They had Boys in the Hood on there. I watched it. I thought it was a great movie, mm-hmm. uh, very impactful, very emotional. It really impacted me.
0: Yeah. So for me, um, I saw this movie very recently. When you when you compare it to you guys, I saw I I was actually at Best Buy shopping for something else. And I went to like the discount Blu-ray bin, okay. and I saw Boys in the Hood, five dollars. I'm like, I've never seen this movie. I've heard it's really good. I feel like I've not much to lose by buying this right now. So I mean, I bought it. I went home, and I watched it, and I was just blown away by it. Um, and then I actually watched, now that was 2019, so it was only like a year ago. Huh. And in the last year, I I did watch it again because I had some friends over at my house who they wanted to re- they wanted to watch this movie, and I'm like, you know, I just saw it. I don't know, but I loved it and then we watched it. So I've seen it twice now so it's pretty fresh and yeah it's just like just the way I think the, movie, the reason why I like this movie so much is that I mean A. it has a good story that's important for any movie but it also just it feels it feels so grounded in reality and it feels like it's still relevant today as you guys have said Like this is made in the early 90s and you know people are still talking about it because the issues are still very very impactful and I'll get more into it when we discuss spoilers but um, yeah, just for me, this movie is—it's one of those movies I feel is timeless, and it's—it's it's very powerful and superbly acted. I mean, I feel like all the characters in the movie were real people, and I think the the big one of the big things for me is how, in the beginning of the movie, they're depicted as actual boys, but even when they're when they grow up to become men, you know, they still have a little bit of what they experienced in their childhood showing up in their adulthood. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of my experience with Boys in the Hood. Alright, so you know, bouncing off all the things we're talking about, Max, what what do you feel is you know, what are some of your favorite aspects of this movie? Like really anything. Like what stands out to you to about this movie more than other movies, I guess?
1: Yeah. Um, firstly I would say definitely the characters. Um we have Trey, Ricky, and Doughboy, and they're kind of the main characters of the movie. Um they each have their own kind of like storylines or like own, um, you know, things going on in their life. Um, Trey's kind of the responsible one and is trying to adjust to life in the hood. And then uh, Doughboy has kind of, you know, gotten affiliated with the gang life. Mm -hmm. And then Ricky is, uh, you know, aspiring to be a football star. Mm -hmm. And so they each have their own things, but they're all like connected Mm -hmm. in the hood. So I guess the next thing is like the setting. Like, I love that the setting of the hood kind of connects them and mm-hmm. makes them grow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that because, you know, these characters that if you look at them, they all have well, a lot of differences. They have different goals in life. They have different backgrounds, you know, some of them come from more, a more broken home than others, mm-hmm. but they're all bound by the same limitations because they're they're trapped in the hood, at least as, in their youth. Yeah. And they all are trying to find a way to get out sure. when, you know, find success. By their own definitions, and you know, you see Doughboy, Ice Cube's character, he was like the more conventional, like boy from the hood. Yeah. But you look at like Cuba Gooding Jr. or um, uh, Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut. Their characters, are you know, they they have aspirations in life, and you know, they, the way they depict all of their backgrounds and upbringing and how it plays a part. I don't. I just think there's there's so many things that apply to it apply to everybody. You know, you know, even if you didn't like grow up in the hood, you could potentially have like limitations that are keeping you from achieving your goals. So I think yeah. that's very impactful. Sure. Do you have anything Absolutely. to say on
2: this topic, Zach? Yes, yeah, so some things, just, you know, I know we're not getting into spoilers yet, but we're, I'm just going to say this now. It's not a happy movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that it's right now. And proud. a movie about the hood, obviously, shouldn't be. Uh, honestly, it wouldn't be an authentic movie about the hood if it had a happily ever after ending. And not spoiling, but this obviously doesn't. The biggest theme, I think, for me... Is the uh, vicious cycle of violence, mm-hmm. yeah, For that of gang violence. It's just a cycle, and you're kind of trapped in it. Um, mm-hmm. And even with Trey, you know, he wasn't like born in the hood. He came in, you mm-hmm. know, when he went to live with his dad. While not uh, a native of the hood, he's certainly a product of it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I just wanted to point out is how Trey moves in with his dad at the beginning of the movie. I thought it was interesting because you don't. You don't really always like, see strong father figures in film in general, I think. Yeah. Which is my in my experience. So I thought it was interesting to see how Lawrence Fishburne kind of taught him the importance of like hard work and like yeah. different things like that. And I think you know, some of the other characters were were missing that, right? So I yeah. think that was something they tried to point out with just mm. how the movie is set up.
2: Yeah, you know, like I really liked I really liked how Trey's dad was real hard ass. Mm-hmm. But like it's not like he's he's mean. Obviously he loves his son, he wants mm-hmm. the best for he him. He has the best. That's why he's time. such a hard ass. Mm-hmm. Cause he's really teaching him here's um here's what you need to survive. Trey.
1: Trey, what are you doing? Huh? Oh, oh you bad now. You bad. You gotta shoot somebody now. Oh well, yeah, I am come on shoot me you bad right look I'm sorry about your friend Mahat goes out to his mother and his family but that's their problem Trey you my son you my problem
0: I think I think one one thing this movie really really pushes and tries to depict is how there's there's violence within the community like there's like there's like African American violence on, other, on others of their own and, kind like they have a, a police officer who's you know being very racist in a very bizarre way. Oh, for sure. And it's, I guess you don't always see that in these type of movies, so I thought it was interesting how they decided to depict all, that's why I feel like this movie is so realistic. It tries to depict a lot of different situations that people are, that people's realities.
2: Yeah, no, it is really interesting to point out that this movie came out in 91, Mm -hmm. and it does take place in LA. In 1992, the Roddy King riots happened in LA. It was the riots over, where there was Footage of an unarmed black man being beat up by the cops and then all the cops were acquitted even though the whole thing mm-hmm. was on camera. It really showed there was um, no justice for police brutality, especially in Los Angeles, and unfair treatment of the black community. And this was in 92. This movie came out in 91. Mm-hmm. So it really touched on that even before it was mainstream because people talk about it now. It was the Rod and King riots in 92 that brought it into the limelight mm-hmm. and that way it was a little ahead of its time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this movie is what almost almost thirty years old. Almost, yeah. So yeah and, and and we're still talking about it because it's you know it's just that relevant it's still. Unfortunately, it's still relevant. You know, it's. I mean, you look at look look one of the scenes that strikes me the most. in This movie is the very last scene when you know and this is this is a fictional story. They make that pretty clear. But then they show like like facts. Like at the end, like when you see a movie that's based on a true story and you see facts. But the, it tells you what happens to these characters like later on, and it just makes them feel like real people. Yeah, I and like that about yeah. it. It's it's not a true story, but it's like it's based off yeah. realistic, you know, lives. Mm-hmm. And you know, when Ice Cube says at the end, you know, they either don't know, they don't show, or don't care about what goes on in the hood. It's a very powerful statement that's still still relevant today. True. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's the movie really sticks the landing with its ending because that's what st- it stays with you. There's a lot of other things that go on in the movie that are very troubling and very upsetting, but I think there's a lot to think about and discuss.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a true story, but it could just as easily be. Right, it might as well be, yeah. be a true like, story. Like, uh, how do we know this wasn't... I mean, it's not based on real people, but... Um, real events. But mm-hmm. I think but I think you can bet there are, there are hundreds of other people with Ice Cube's characters who set up circumstances mm-hmm. and background that this kind of thing has happened to them. One other thing I do want to point out, though, um, just interesting because we're talking about the themes and we're, we're talking about the performances in the film.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This is a really, like, very obviously dramatic film, dramatic performances. Mm-hmm. The two lead actors in the film, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ice Cube, not exactly two names you think of when you think of dramatic acting. Right. I mean, this is early in their careers because, yeah. uh, of course, Cuba Gooding Jr. after this he made Jerry Maguire and then he was in a lot of awful movies and it kind of fell <laughs> off. Snow Dogs. Uh, Snow Dogs. <laughs> the, the legendary Snow Dogs. And then Ice Cube. It's interesting to point out that this was Ice Cube's first ever film role. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It wouldn't be his last, but um, what's interesting is Ice Cube was acting, but he wasn't really acting. You know what I mean he was acting, but you could say you could tell he was really accessing uh, something that happened to him. Yeah, so sure. these are not two actors you think of for dramatic roles, but it shows they have it in them partially because I think these two actors can relate to the story and the setting. I think that's what yeah. brings these dramatic performances out of them. I think another thing that is the reason for the, the acting
0: being so good, and I think this is true for almost any movie, is is you know the actors are as good as the script, yeah. for the most part, right? And the dialogue in this movie, it feels like they're just there's people interacting, people talking. It doesn't feel like it's scripted. It feels like we're just seeing these people's lives play out. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask you, Max, what performances stand out to you in this movie, and why do you think the acting is
1: good? I actually want to touch on uh, kind of before Ice Cube and uh, Cuba Jr. Uh, just talk about the actual children actors portraying mm-hmm. them. I think that they um, really portrayed like just the setting of the hood. I remember the first like scene of the movie. They all ask each other if they heard the shooting last night, mm-hmm. and so that just you know. Um, you know they just talk about it as just a daily thing you right know? regular occurrence yeah just like you know asking about the weather so um and it doesn't really it doesn't even phase them mm-hmm. or bother them um after that they go and like see a dead body so mm-hmm. that also just like uh the world that they live in is just so like skewed mm-hmm. but also it's their reality yeah. so I think that um really like helps grow the characters into um you know what we see after they, you know, grow into their teenagers. Did y'all hear the shooting last night? Yeah, I heard it. I got
2: on my bed. Man, you was scary, cat. My mama say a bullet don't have no name on it. I ain't afraid to get shot. Both my brothers were shot. and They still alive. They lucky.
0: This movie really just—I feel like from the from the from the get go, it just immerses you into this like uncompromising world, and you feel like you know you can never if you didn't grow up in it, you can't, like, relate to it, yeah. but the movie does a good job of making you able to empathize with these characters yeah, and, for sure, for sure. and kind of see the world from their lens. And another thing I wanted to point out about the, when they were children is when, I forgot which character it was, but one of the characters kind of, like, acts out in class. That, yeah, that was Trey, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, you kind of see, it's, it's school is like almost like an escape for these kids mm-hmm. from the harsh reality they live in. And I think it starts a conversation of like, if if a, if a child is acting out, like what can we do and why, how we should react to it. I think that's another thing that could potentially, yeah. I think that's a point the movie may have been trying trying to make. But yeah, Zach, do you have anything to add about the child actor anything? Uh,
2: No, I mean, um, I I mean. This kind of also goes for the adult actors. I have to wonder if these child actors could also relate to the experiences mm-hmm. that the characters they're playing had. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this movie—you could tell
0: that the director John Singleton—he really wanted to depict something authentic. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me. I don't really know, but it wouldn't surprise me if he if he tried if he sought out to find people who had sure. these experiences. But even if even if they didn't, they did a you know really good job of making it seem like they did. I mean, that's acting, right? So, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the themes and the relevance of this movie, but I wanted to ask, you know, I'll be really... you know, Break down your favorite scene in the movie, or I guess, if not favorite, because not all great scenes are happy, mm-hmm. the most impactful scene in this movie, and, you know,
1: why why you feel that way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I kind of want to take Ricky, the Ricky scene, to do its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but a scene that really got to me was actually the very end of the movie where... It was, like, the morning after the um, Doughboy and his gang took revenge on the other gang and kind of gunned them down. Uh, It was Trey uh, and the Doughboy scene and Trey was just sitting outside and Doughboy, you know, is, I guess, regretful of that he um, took revenge Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, haunted by uh, other gang member that, you know, killed his brother. So I think that scene really got to me.
2: For me, I'm going to go with the obvious one here, and it is when um, Ricky gets shot. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, I think for that film, that is really where, that is the, that is the turning point of the film. Mm-hmm. Especially because if you look at all that's happening, like you look at Ricky's character. He has a kid, he's about to graduate high school, mm-hmm. he's about to get a football scholarship at USC. He's doing good. And he gets shot. Mm-hmm. All that hope dashed in an instant. And that has to be the most heartbreaking scene and and shocking too. Okay, so the story I have, so you know how I said I was on an airplane or um, (laughs) watching that movie. So when that scene came up, uh, when scene came up when Ricky got shot, I um, visibly like jumped or like not jumped as much as you can when you're trapped into an airplane seat. I jumped, (laughs) visibly jumped. Then the lady next to me had to ask if I was okay. Ricky!
0: Yeah, for me, it's you know, Ricky getting shot was very intense and like, oh no, this is like, I don't want this to happen at all. But then I think the most impactful scene for me is is right when it's right after that when they when they bring his body home and just seeing the reaction of his family members, that's just it's devastating to watch. It's really hard to watch and like you know it's coming the second time you watch it and it's just like even 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 when you're prepared for it it just it really hits you because it really does not feel like these people are acting it feels like they've just lost their son or their brother or your spouse or however they're related to him Mm -hmm. and it's just it's awful it's just like because like you know ricky getting shot is like just at the at, at the surface level it's an everyday occurrence in the hood like we know these characters and we feel something but it goes back to like the beginning of the movie when they were like did you hear the, sh- the gunshots last night and it's just it's a real that for me the seeing their reaction is the most impactful scene because it's mm-hmm. just it's so real it's 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 a very like it's a very loud scene but it's also a very quiet scene and that there's no music or anything mm-hmm. it's just it's just people's emotional reaction to this that's goes
1: into why this movie is so powerful yeah uh touching back to that scene i think definitely when i was younger mm-hmm. i didn't like fully appreciate that scene Mm-hmm. but now that I'm older, I fully understand like Ricky was going places mm-hmm. and now all that's gone and like his family has to deal with it and you know mm-hmm. uh, his mom takes blame to uh, Doughboy of, mm-hmm. About the shooting and it's just the whole scene all you know all that
0: piece together mm-hmm. is just you know so much right. more
1: impactful now
0: um, and um, so you know kind of the reverse of what we're talking about is is there a scene or you know anything in this movie you would change to improve it or make it you know more perfect in your eyes? I don't know because this is one of your favorite movies, but I'm just curious if there's
1: something you think the movie could have done better. Um, so, I guess, not really the scene, but a character that I thought they could improve upon was actually Trey's mom. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. There's, I think, three scenes with her in it. You know, we see her getting... Uh, Trey getting dropped off in the hood... There's a scene where she's talking to Furious about mm-hmm. um Trey moving back with her and then I think there's a scene where like Trey calls his mom. Mm-hmm. Um I mm-hmm. feel like they could have developed her character more. They were, like I think you can cut out probably the other two scenes with her in it and just have like her either develop her more or like just cut out the other two scenes. She wasn't really she didn't add much, I guess, to the okay. Yeah, I, I never
0: really, you know, thought of that, but that—I mean—that makes sense. But yeah, that makes sense.
2: Any, anything you would change that? I mean, I don't really have a whole lot. I would cut out anything, I guess. Well, this is isn't really something I'd change or, I changed, or well, I guess it is, but not something I cut out. Um, so that scene where Trey's dad, after uh, Trey and Ricky take the SAT, Ricky asks Trey's dad. So what do you do? And then he takes them to, like, this billboard that says cash for homes, something like that, and it basically kind of explains gentrification in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and why that uh, they're trying to, like, price the black community out of their neighborhood. And yeah. um, so I think that's an important scene. I thought it was too short and just kind of a side issue. It, why I think While I think it's a very important scene, it should have been more... Intertwine in the story, mm-hmm. or just don't have it at all. It seemed kind of shoehorned Yeah, it it, yeah, a it, it, it
0: seemed like with the movie that already has so many themes, that was kind of just
2: kind of last minute, like put in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'd love to hear. I would yeah. love to hear uh, more about it if it was part of the story. I mean, I, I've noticed not only in this movie, but there's a lot of
0: movies that get into you know social issues or you know, different kinds of topics, and sometimes they do tend to put in too much, mm-hmm. and it makes the movie feel maybe a little unfocused, but but for me, th- I don't know. This is this is a movie that really floored me the first time I watched it. Oh yeah. And then I watched it again. And I still you know, loved it. So in the last year of watching it, I I can't find anything I would particularly change. Um, maybe I'd have to watch it again with more of that lens. Mm-hmm. But in, I mean, for me, this is this is a perfect movie in every in every regard: you know, acting, writing, directing, storyline. Themes. It's it's a really it's a great film and mm-hmm. you know for me it's it's one of my I think I did my best of ninety one and I think it's my second of that year actually my favorite is Terminator two but um, <laughs> but, but I mean both movie. both five can't out of five compete. movies can't compete but I mean neither of those were the best picture that
2: year so yeah um, did Boys in mm-hmm. the Hood get nominated for an Oscar uh, none of them got the best picture nominations but Boys in the Hood did get a best director nomination okay. like, yeah. on Singleton just interesting history, Oscar history yeah. thing. Um, he was the youngest ever to get a Best Director nomination mm-hmm. at 24, and also the first black director oh, wow. ever been mm-hmm, nominated, oh, wow. only been three so far, but he was the first. Yeah. But yeah, I think it sh- should have been, I mean, I wouldn't expect him because this was a relatively small film, I don't know, small film, I mean, like, it had a rapper Ice Cube, pretty big deal at mm-hmm. the time, but I'm just glad I got what I got. Yeah. Um,
0: an outstanding movie regardless. Standing. Okay, so you know, we've talked quite extensively about Boys in the Hood, but just to, you know, discuss its impact further, are the, I want to ask either of you, are there any films that you that give off a similar vibe
1: or kind of make you feel a similar way when you watch them? The movie I have, it's not like mm-hmm. in any way related. I mean, it is, but it isn't related to Boys in the Hood. It's the movie um Friday. Mm-hmm. with um, Ice Cube and... I Chris Tucker, I think? Chris yes, Tucker, yeah. Chris Tucker. Um, I guess, you know, the story is just not even relatable. Right, um, I and mean,
0: it's a comedy film. Yeah, it's a comedy mm-hmm. film.
1: But I think the overall um setting of the film mm-hmm. and just, like, their lives and what they have to kind of go through. There's, like, one bully in the movie I remember. I guess that kind of relates to mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood. Um, so that film, I think, really kind of... Okay. Yeah, I've I got to see Friday. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty it. funny. It's yeah. a good comedy.
2: Okay, so I guess for me, so yeah, so I guess I have two. I guess this is kind of a more recent film, and not. I guess it has some parallels. I guess I would have to say Straight Outta Compton, just kind of because well, this movie stars Ice and Cube, and Straight Outta Compton is about in part Ice Cube. It does touch on life in the hood, mm-hmm. and just kind of upbringing, and also the movie all oh, touches on the. Uh, kind of the perils of the hip-hop industry and mm-hmm. um there are certain scenes like there's one scene where they're walking out of the recording studio and all mem all five members of five members of nwa are accosted by the cops it's so sort of interesting that that stuff that kind of racial profiling mm-hmm. stuff that you would see in a movie like Boys in the hood but this mm-hmm. i don't know we touched on it a little bit another answer i'd have is uh john singleton Director, he did another movie that's called Higher Learning. It's about three college freshmen in their mm-hmm. first semester of college. Anyway, it just shows kind of the different paths you take, and Ice Cube's also in that, but uh, he's he's not one of the three main. But um, not necessarily as similar as like some of straight out of not similar themes, but it does have a similar vibe, I guess, because it is directed mm-hmm. by John Singleton. But it really does give you that vibe of a Boys in the Hood.
0: Yeah, I, I can see how Stra I've seen Stray Outta Compton, I can see how there are some similar elements. I mean, it is about, you know, NWA, which Ice Cube was a part of. And it, I, it's kinda of funny the movies you guys mentioned are Boys in the I mean, you mentioned Stray Outta Compton, Max mentioned Friday, and you know, obviously like both Boys in the Hood and Friday come up in Stray Outta Compton because Ice Cube reaches that point in his career in the story. And it's just kind of funny how people react to him making those films because they're both you know completely different but like also we were able to find some kind of similarity in them okay so you know reaching the end of our discussion today last thing I want to ask is you know if you had to convince someone to watch this movie who hasn't seen it yet and you maybe might not be particularly interested in the film how would you sell this movie how would you convince them to watch it so we'll start with you Max
1: yeah um I would definitely convince someone to watch the movie um based on the characters and based on the setting. Um mm-hmm. the characters in the movie, I think really drive the movie home. I think they're just, they basically make the movie. Um and I like that there's uh you know three storylines between them all. Um and they each aspire to be mm-hmm. something. Um and then of course the setting of the hood is you know a I guess taboo topic, you know, none mm-hmm. of us really are very familiar with it so you know that's we get to see you know life in the hood Mm -hmm. and um how they deal with it um just overall i guess the movie is just you know boys in
2: the hood and you know what they have to deal with Mm -hmm. and you know live with absolutely yeah um so i guess to sell this movie um this is kind of a cliche thing but um it's important (laughs) when i see An insight about people living in the hood, growing up in the hood. This is an every hood story. There's uh, uh, like obviously it's not the same for everyone, Mm -hmm. but um, this is a little glimpse, even though it's a fictional story. Yeah, it seems real though. Yeah, even though it's a fictional story, it might as well not be. Um, So yeah, I would just say it is important, and it's a um, it's a great insight into the sad reality of these kinds of neighborhoods. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would kind of bring up what both of you have said and really i mean obviously if i'm going to tell someone to watch this movie i am going to preface it with that it's not an easy movie and you shouldn't watch it casually you know don't be passively watching it actively watch it because there's a lot to take away but other than that i would say it's one of the most realistic movies i've ever seen at least recently i mean for me recently it's an older movie but it was made before i was born but um yeah i would just say if you want to see a realistic realistic portrayal of Youth in the Hood, you know, it's there's, there's I can't think of a better movie because I haven't seen a lot of them, but as of right now this is this is the best one. Yeah, yeah.
2: I would also say that this is not a movie that you should watch on an airplane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's for the, sure. it's not a casual watch. Not a casual
0: watch. No. For sure. Not a yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, well, thanks for coming on the show, Max. Thank you for having me. And you know, thanks for listening everyone, and mm-hmm. if you're interested to see more, give us a follow and from all of us at Cinema Convos, we hope to that you tune in next time.